the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich with Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Enjoy your lunch with our fun-filled McPherson Radio Sports Show every Thursday from 12.15 to 1. Nathan and Steve will dive into and take a few bites from all your favorite local... Off the left side, still on his feet, end zone, touchdown, come! McPherson, the sophomore. Who is Jayton Gum? Oh, he just made a name for himself right there. College. Man goes in motion. Southwestern loads the box. Hill running to the near sideline and is in. Touchdown Bulldogs. The wild Mish works again and they engineer a game. Go ahead. Touchdown drive. And pro sports. And two to Kendry's Morales. A two-run lead for Kansas City. Sends a ball well hit into left center field. And that one is gone! And the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. So grab your food, get your drink, turn up that radio, and enjoy your lunch with the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on McPherson's Radio, 96.7 FM KBBE, and online at midkansasradio.com. And now, here's Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Got me hot. And welcome into another episode of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich here on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage, Steve Sell. It's Thursday. It is beautiful out. It's fall weather out. It's time to talk some sports, Steve. Obviously, this week, man, it's been a... That's that's the word, just a huff. It's been a weird week, but... We've gotten through it. We're ready for football. McPherson is going to have a football game. It's just not going to be homecoming. Yeah, it's been uh, a crazy, difficult uh, a week. Um, I'll just kind of take you through it, what happened. <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to play El Dorado on Friday, okay? Uh, homecoming and everything. Well, uh, Coach Pav pretty much got word on Sunday that we probably wouldn't be playing. El Dorado's coach kind of gave him the heads up and says, hey, you know, if you're Looking ahead, it looks like we probably won't play more than likely. Start looking for another opponent. And Coach Pav said he greatly appreciated that because on Monday they were already making some contacts. Um, then uh, had several schools that we contacted. Leavenworth said on Tuesday, hey, we're all in. You know, we'll, we'll come to town. So everything was fine. So the coaching staff traded film with Leavenworth, started breaking that down right away, and later – in the afternoon, Leavenworth called. Maybe they saw the Bullpups' film and said, eh, maybe we don't want any part of these guys. I don't know. We don't know the true reason. They just said uh, they were going to pull out. And then uh, DeSoto, up in the Kansas City area, uh, just stepped in. And But there's a caveat. DeSoto yep. is not allowed to travel more than 50 miles to any road game. Well, they're 60 miles from Topeka. Apparently, their school board kind of bent the uh, distance 10 miles. So McPherson DeSoto in Topeka at Washburn Rural Stadium uh, on Friday, 7 o'clock start. We'll be on the air at 6.30. Uh, we had to make late arrangements, too, to make yeah. sure we get on. But uh, the Bullpups have really uh, taken on quite the task. DeSoto's kind of been on the fringe of the Class 5A state rankings. Uh, they're 3-1. and one. They've averaged over 43 points in their three wins. Their only loss was to Mill Valley, which was number one. 
in 5A until it lost its best player after the second game of the season. Mill Valley since lost two games. But Mill Valley, they run the flex bone. If you remember the old Randy Dryling teams of Hutchinson when McPherson used to play Hutchinson, they run it, they run it, they run it some more. They've been over 500 yards in their victories. Uh, their quarterback had over 200 last week. They had 500, and I can't even tell you, over well over 500 last week against Lansing. It is going to be quite the challenge, and uh, the Bullpups are going to learn a lot about themselves. Uh, I have a preview up on midkansasonline.com. Coach Pav gives his thoughts, and he says this is going to be the toughest team we've probably played since Gardner, Ed- at least in the regular season, since Gardner Edgerton back in the 2010, 2011, of course, in 2010, they had a, a quarterback named Bubba Starling. Yeah, when I talked to Coach Pav like you did this morning, it was an interesting conversation. One, Coach Brian King over at DeSoto, they went to school together. They went to the same school, same high school as where Coach Pav went. Uh, so that I thought was an interesting tie and an interesting lead in there. But the one thing that I thought was very interesting looking at this, you mentioned how they like to run the ball 36 times last week, only threw the ball, I believe, I believe six times last week as well. That reminds me of a kind of almost like if you think of a Big 12 team taking on Navy or Georgia Tech. They like to run the ball, and, that's, and every once in a while they're going to pop a pass on you, and you got to be ready for it because they threw for over 100 yards in that four to, in those six passes. So I think that when it comes into it, one thing that we've talked about and one thing we've seen recently out of this bullpup squad, and this is going to be the interesting part in the game, is they've kind of not say struggle but not very done as good as they could against teams that can run the ball last week against uh with Acosta from Winfield right uh, really got at him week one Brian Cox from uh uh South Salina South really got at him Great well Ben yeah they had a couple drives where they had the ball you know 70 75 yards and most of us on the ground but for uh fans that went out to the McPherson College game a couple weeks ago against Bethel that's the offense that DeSoto runs. It's uh, basically the you have it's option it's option football and there's it's assignment football. You have the quarterback, you have the fullback, and you have the pitch man, and you have to have somebody on all three at all times. Uh, the first option is the fullback. Then if he pulls from there, then the quarterback takes it, and then he options he can either pitch it or keep it. And uh, their quarterback Miller for DeSoto had over 200 yards rushing. So we're going to have to have a spy on Miller. My guess is Bryson Labertu is going to be that spy. But they can also hit you with the pass. Like you said, they threw six passes last week. They completed five for 124 yards. So you get so conscious of the run that sometimes you forget about the pass and they'll hit the big one on you. And two days to prepare for this, you know, that's that's a really tough deal. It's not – you know, for, for DeSoto, it's not real hard to prepare for the bullpups. You know they're going to run the ball and pass the ball. In the this offense, this flexbone offense, there are so many variations and so many reads and so many different variables to it. It's just hard for the bullpups to be able to pick all that up in two days. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be interesting. I did want to say also, you know, this is going to be, you did mention it too, assignment football. You need to be locked in the guy that you're supposed to get against, and you got to have trust in your teammates that they're in the, in the same way to stop that, that offense because – I remember, I keep going back to my high school days, the one game I lost, we lost our senior year during the regular season was a team just like DeSoto, and I still get mad at it. I don't like that offense because it's it's just so hard. It's so easy, but so hard, and it, it's just infuriating as a coach. Right, and you pretty much know they're going to run 90% of the time. And basically what it is is this is what we're going to run 
you try to stop it. You know, it's kind of a test of manhood, you know. It's just one of those things where, uh, you know, stop us if you can. If you can't, you know, we're going to run on you. And uh, I think it's going to be important for the McPherson offense to keep the ball and keep, you know, be very consistent offensively. And, you know, we haven't seen a defense quite like the Sotos. Now, they've given up some points. I mean, they gave up 70 to Mill Valley. And Coach Pav did say there's a lot of things we can do against this DeSoto defense. I think you're going to see quite the shootout. I think both teams are going to get up and down the field. It's going to come down to turnovers. Who turns the ball over the least is probably going to win the football game. But I think you're going to see a ton of points. I do. I agree with you. And I think the key for me for McPherson is they need to be able to score quick. And they need to not say they're not. I don't think they're going to shut out DeSoto. But they need to slow them down and allow that off to rest um one thing i did want to get to you you know you mentioned that mcpherson can run the ball and throw the ball i didn't even know but dylan rinker right now 12th in the state in passing yards at 904 right behind him 13th i thought was interesting uh the quarterback from heston as well so yeah yeah, so we do know that mcpherson can throw the ball uh running i believe gum was at 20th in the state right now um so they are balanced and that is always hard to beat but if if rinker comes out like he did against winfield throws those darts that we saw it's going to be a good game for mcpherson you just got to slow down that wildcat uh, offense well one thing they've got to give dylan rinker a lot of time to throw because uh when he has a lot of time to throw uh he doesn't miss very often 15 to 21 last week and you said he's number 12 in the state passing and went think about game three he only had i think 41 yards passing because he only threw it you know, he only had four completions. The Bullpups basically ran the ball the whole game against Great Ben. But they've got to be able to run the football to keep the pass rush off. And Jayton Gum is working on a string of four straight 100-yard games to open the season. Of course, Sky Shriners, he was over 100 last week, 80 the week before. So he's only played two games, and he's averaging 90 yards. So the Bullpups had that nice balance last week that very few teams in the state ever get. Over 200 rushing, 200 passing. A lot of teams will get over 200 passing but not the 200 rushing and sometimes teams will get over 200 rushing but not 200 passing the bullpups joined that 200 200 club uh last week and you just don't see that very often against a you know a pretty decent winfield defense yeah and now one thing i wanted the fans to remember this desoto team is 5a like you did they're right on that cusp of the ranking so they are a good team mcpherson walks out of here with a win in a neutral site that looks good for this mcpherson oh, and squad soto has 33 seniors and they don't suit up well i think they may suit up but they don't play any sophomores they play all seniors and juniors this is a very experienced team uh coach king told coach pav that this is the best DeSoto team they've ever had in the school history. They think they're going to go a long way in, in the postseason. And, you know, they're up there in a pretty tough area. You know, you're up there in the Aquinas area where there's a lot of good teams. But this DeSoto team, like I say, they'll be the best team we've played in the regular season since Gardner-Edgerton. Again, with that one pregame, 6.30 kickoff, 7 o'clock right here on 96.7 KBB. We did get confirmation that me and Steve will be in the booth. We have They're going to have it marked off for us steve so we'll have a spot to be at and uh, well, be able to and broadcast the other thing, this is a considered even though it's a neutral site game 
McPherson is considered the home team. I know that Coach Kinneman, Coach Strathman, Jason Fish, I think maybe Coach Kretzer, they're all going up. They're going to do announcing and, you know, run the clock and everything. So McPherson administrators are in charge of this game. So it's really a home game, which means McPherson will be wearing their home reds. Uh, I don't know what DeSoto will have their whites, and I don't know what their green, uh, green is that what it is? But uh, it's going to be a great football game. Again, limited seating. Uh, Each school is allowed 250 attendees so there are no more than 500 in there i imagine DeSoto, they're not very far away so they'll have a good representation but you know the bad part about this mcpherson loses out on its homecoming game i think they're working on trying to figure out what to do with homecoming activities i saw that announcement will will be made later but uh anyway too bad for that you know we wanted to be home because next week we're on the road again you know i don't you know mcpherson going on the road three straight weeks i don't ever think remembering we've been on the road three weeks in a row i think we've had back-to-back road games but never three in a row because remember the bullpups go to bueller next week and that's another reason i think they won so badly to play you got bueller coming up next week you really hate to have an off week because you're in a pretty good rhythm right now and you hate to break up that rhythm yeah again that game coming up on friday if you can't go to the game you can listen to it right here on 96.7 kbb like we did say (laughs) and if for some reason you can't tune into the game you can tune in on saturday for the high school coach show and we'll do the recap of the game as well eight o'clock on saturday for that one right here on 96.7 kbb but we will take a quick break here and we will be back with more of the lunchtime sports sandwich after this on 96.7 KBBE. Banking is different these days, but at People's Bank, we're here to help. You can visit us at any of our drive through locations or utilize one of our 16 ATMs, many of which accept deposits. You can even bank from home by visiting us online at peoples.bank or use other features such as mobile banking, People's Pay, or our new Apple Watch app. We understand that you have banking needs, and just as before, we will continue to be here for you. People's Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you have prediabetes, you can cut your risk of developing type 2 diabetes in half. In McPherson Center for Health's Diabetes Prevention Program, participants work in a group with trained health professionals to learn the skills needed to lose weight, become more physically active, and reduce stress. Classes start Tuesday, September 8th. To learn more, call Suzanne Fleming at 620-241-2251, extension 179. Controlling your own weather can be easier than controlling anything else these days. This is Julie with RC Heating and Cooling. With a well-working cooling and heating system, you can be in control of your indoor weather at home. With so many things out of our hands, it's a good feeling to have a bit of stability. Call RC for a free estimate on new cooling and heating equipment. Call RC when your unit isn't up to par. Call RC to stay comfortable in any weather. Call RC, 241-2787. Nextech Wireless, the best coverage, latest technology provider that's right here in your own backyard. And about that latest technology part, get the sweet new iPhone and unlimited data for under 30 bucks a month. Want more? Switch to Nextech Wireless and get a $100 gift card per line too. So switch now, get yourself that new iPhone, save some cash, and one more thing, the great customer service, always free. It's time for something different. Nextech Wireless. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details.
And we're back on the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich right here on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. We kind of highlighted the McPherson High football team and their troubles this week with trying to schedule a game and get through all that. But we do have some other great area games on tap this week. Obviously, we can't go without mentioning the Canton Galva and Little River game, Steve. Well, when you look at the – this is the best week of games that we've had all year. Of course, Canton, Galva, Little River over in Canton on Friday. I know a lot of people from McPherson uh, aren't going to make the trip up to Topeka. Uh, for one thing, that you know, it's limited seating now. I believe over at Canton, they have unlimited seating. So Canton, Galva, Little River, two state-ranked eight-man teams. It could be the first of two meetings this year. They could very well meet uh, in the postseason. But uh, this is going to tell us a lot about both teams. Uh, last year, Canton Galva won this game in a runaway by the point rule, but that was the first game of the season, the first game for Coach Ayers at Little River, and then they proceeded not to lose another game until uh, the second round of the postseason. So once they found their footing, um, you know, they were really good. Canton Galva, we're going to find out, is Canton Galva as good as it was last year? And we really don't know. They've steamrolled everybody so far. Uh, Garrett Maltby has really stepped in and done a great job at quarterback in place of Landon Everett. Landon Everett was just a superstar at quarterback, but Maltby's doing a great job. They've had a few injuries here and there, um, nicked up a little bit. I know Braden Collins was nicked up a little bit, but he's still been playing. But it'll be interesting to see how this game goes. Uh, I don't think you'll see a point rule game like last year. Uh, You have to remember last year was the first game for Jaden Garrison to play football. Little River didn't play the year before, and now he's you know he's developed into an incredible player along with Graham Stevens. The uh, coach Hoppe says they're the best one-two punch in, in eight-man. Then you look around the other games. Uh, another highlight game: Heston's at Andale. Andale's number one in 3A. Heston just lost its first game of the season last week uh, to Wichita Collegiate, which is a very good team. Uh, Swathers uh, are going to have their hands full. Andale, uh, I, I can tell you from us having played Andale many times through the years, they're not 3A. They, they're going to dominate 3A. They're going to win 3A again. They, they've been running rough shot over everybody. The other big game, Inman and Plainville. Those two teams met in the state quarterfinals last year. Plainville really put it to Inman last year, but Plainville lost a lot of players. Inman has almost everybody back. I really like the Teutons in that game. It's at Inman. Uh, they're coming off a huge win at Oakley, Oakley uh, had been undefeated, had the maybe the best running back in 1A in, in Ethan Abel. Uh, he got 110 yards against the Teutons, but it came on nearly 30 carries. Uh, Coach Sawyer said, our defense is just playing unbelievable right now. Then you look at the rest of the game. Smoky Valley has to go almost to California. They're playing <laughs> Goodland. Uh, you're going to talk with Coach Lambert this afternoon, I know. Uh, Smoky Valley at Goodland. The Vikings uh, got a bit of a break. Goodland's star quarterback, I was told, got hurt last week and will not play at least Ooh. this week. So that maybe uh, levels the playing field a little bit. And elsewhere, Mount Ridge at Gossel. These are two very evenly matched teams. The Wildcats, it's been really interesting. They're 2-0 and on the road, and this is a road game, but they're 0-2 at home. So uh, trying to figure, uh, you know, the home field disadvantage, but the road advantage for Mound Ridge. So really good list of games. Canton Galva, Little River, I am just going to be – you know, excited. Our man Shad Marston will be providing us updates uh, on that game. Uh, he'll be texting us with score updates. It'll be interesting to see can the Little River defense slow down this Canton Galva offense, which is 
you know, basically run unabated all year. I got a, you know, Little River's got some size. They got a couple big 230-pounders in the line. Little River or Canton Galva has some young guys that they've uh, put in the line. So uh, I think it's going to be a tremendous game. And I got a feeling this is the first of two meetings of the, between the teams. Yeah, it's going to – I wish if we didn't have this game going up to Topeka, me and you already talked. Yeah. We would be at that game. We would game. be at Canton Galva uh, Friday night. But then uh, we got our game filled. Uh, we really wish it would have been filled at home. But uh, <laughs> you got to take what you can. You know, like Coach Pav said, we're just thankful that we get to play another week. So, uh, you know, the Bullpups have yet to fall victim. But, you know, really all the area teams have gotten their games in. Now, a couple of them had to find opponent. Well, they found each other. Can't get yep. out of Mount Ridge. Yep. Uh, they lost in week two. They lost their opponents but ended up playing each other. Everything else has worked out great. And uh, it's not like the KCAC. It has been incredible, the number of games in the KCAC. But McPherson College has been fortunate. It hasn't lost a game to COVID yet. And Friends, the team they're playing, hasn't lost a game to COVID. But almost everybody else in the KCAC has lost games. St. Mary uh, has yet to play this year. (laughs) And I don't think they're going to play all year. I really don't because they're saying they're not going to play unless the other team's been totally tested. And I don't think the other teams are totally testing. So I think St. Mary's uh, not going to play. Bethany's finally going to play. Uh, they've only played one game this year. They're going to be homecoming against Avila. That'll be a real tough game for them. Avila, an outstanding football team. Yeah, definitely a lot of area football of interest this weekend. One thing I did want to say uh, when it comes to that Canton-Galva-Little River game, going to be interesting to see how Little River responds because they've already had that tough contest up in Clifton Clyde. They're kind of seasoned veterans, if you will, of the tough games. Canton Galva hasn't had a oh, tough no, game. So to see if, I don't know if it will happen, but if Little River can come out and punch Canton Galva in the mouth off the bat, be interesting to see how Canton Galva responds. Well, Coach Hoppus over at Canton Galva says uh, the one thing about Little River, Coach Ayers is one of the best around. Of course, Kevin's won some state championships at his previous stops, Chet Moore, Sharon Springs, uh, and then Jaden Garrison, Graham Stevens, just two incredible athletes. And uh, Little River will score. They'll put some points on the board, but the question is, can they slow down the Canton Galva offense? And the question is, how will Canton Galva sophomore quarterback Garrett Maltby react to a really good defense since, you know, he's been able to do just about anything he wants. He's been incredible. He's been efficient with the football. Uh, He doesn't turn it over. He doesn't make mistakes. This is just going to be one heck of a shootout. I really wish we could – I wish this game were on Saturday or our game was on Saturday so we could see this game. One thing I I will say, too, also, that Inman uh, Plainville game, I just feel like, obviously, you mentioned there's history there, so might not be. But it just feels like one of those games where it's like – because we talked about Inman having to go to Oakley and having that tough contest a week ago, and he got that long bus ride and everything, and they got up and they won big in that one. This one just smells like it could be one of those letdowns games i don't think i don't know if it will be because of the history there but it just smells like that those won't that's what i would be worried about if i'm if i'm a two-time and and the other thing too inman looks at the fact that oakley beat plainville and inman beat oakley by 26 but that oakley plainville game was a three-point game so very close and i i don't think you'll see an inman route but i think you're gonna see the two-tons go to four and one then they're i think they're gonna win their next couple uh, and then when you get toward the end of the season, the last week they have Smith Center, which is the number three team in 1A. That is going to be a, a tremendous final regular season uh, game for the Teutons, and that will really tell them 
where they're at when they play Smith Center. So we got those area football games coming up this Friday, tomorrow. And then we do got some other McPherson High sports that we do need to talk about, other things coming up. We got the big tennis uh, varsity invitational on Saturday. We got cross country at Newton on Saturday. Soccer today. Volleyball. We need to mention volleyball is now number two in the Class 4A rankings. So we got a bunch of McPherson High sports coming up this week, a big week in general. But kind of what stands out to you, Steve? Well, I'll just break it down real quick. Uh, the tennis, it's the Doug Gayer Classic out at the MHS Tennis Complex. There's nine teams. I really look for the Bullpups to probably win that tournament. This is the final tune-up before the postseason. Cross country down at Newton. Uh, you know Cody Achilles and, and Courtney Eichbush. They'll be in position to win medals. Soccer tonight, uh, they've lost two in a row. They go to Mulvane. Uh, I really think this is a good opportunity for the Bullpups to get back on track. Mulvane traditionally has not been very strong in soccer. The Bullpups, of course, they've been blanked their last two games, but they played two great teams, Andover Central and Rose Hill. Rose Hill was 7-1 and one coming in. They looked every bit the part. Then you look at the volleyball team that goes up to Spring Hill. I believe it's going to be a round-robin tournament. It's six teams, but Spring Hill, uh, the host team, very good. And then Lansing, uh, was undefeated going into Tuesday. I didn't see what they did Tuesday, but they were 16-0 and as of Tuesday morning. So Lansing, uh, 5A power. So you got out of the six teams, three are state ranked. And then Blue Valley Southwest, Payola, uh, I can't remember the other team. They've all got really good athletes uh, in other sports. So the Bullpups are going to really find out what they're made of this week. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting that the volleyball, now that volleyball is ranked number two in Class 4A, I think that's interesting behind Andale. Both those teams splitting on the season so far, one and one. It just could be interesting going forward when it comes to uh, state playoffs and all of that because it looks like right now being in 4A, this fits McPherson really well. Yeah, and this year uh, I believe that it's going to be uh, – they're going to do sub-states or regionals by – uh, geography, which could put Bueller and Andale and McPherson possibly yep. all together. You never know. Hopefully, we'll actually go north and get maybe like Wamigo, uh, Concordia, teams like that. But uh, Bullpups wanting to get back to state. They haven't made it for a couple years, and that's pretty unusual for a Coach Doyle team because you used to be able just to automatically know every year the Bullpups were going to go to state in volleyball. So again, a lot of area sports going on this week. And again, we will have the recap and try and preview more of those sports coming up during the high school coaches show on Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 o'clock. We're going to be tired, but we're going to be here and we're going to get it done. But we'll take another quick break here and we'll be back with more of the lunchtime sports sandwich after this on 96.7 KBBE. Hi, friends. This is Dana Sammer. People often ask me if and when they can switch from one Medicare supplement to another. The answer is that you can switch at any time, but it must be approved by the underwriters of the new company. In other words, if your health is good, you may be a candidate to switch companies to save money, for instance. Call me, Dana Sammer, with the Alliance Agency at 245-4861, and we can discuss your Medicare needs today. Or stop by our office on the second floor of the Warren Place. Thank you. Whether you're reimagining your backyard or transforming a few acres into a field of dreams, let Prairieland Partners show you how easy and affordable it is to own a John Deere. Go to prairielandpartners.com. Click on the PLP Builder to build, price, and buy a compact utility tractor, mower, gator, or skid steer. Get started today at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution.
There's never been a better time than now to buy that new or used vehicle you've got your heart set on. Great Plains Federal Credit Union has great loan rates to save your budget and get you into that new vehicle. New auto loan rates are as low as 3% APR. Used auto loan rates are as low as 3.4% APR. Get free qualified and then shop for your best deal. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, made in First and McPherson, offices in Abilene, Salina, and Hillsboro. Equal Opportunity Lender member NCUA. Janet's doing it. So is Fred. Bonnie's all over it. Same with Omar. Tim's been at it since February of last year. Corey started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? Why, they're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. And they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? You ready to get at it and save? To start driving safe and saving in McPherson, call State Farm agent Jim LaDuke today. Discounts may vary. Not available in California, Massachusetts, New York, or Rhode Island. Hey, it's Gabe here from Midway Motors. We want to make maintaining your vehicle simple. Our discounted maintenance package has four oil changes and tire rotations for only $174, $62 in savings. Every oil change also comes with a textable video inspection, free pickup and drop-off, and mobile pay. Your time is important, so let Midway take the hassle out of caring for your vehicle. See us in Hutchison, McPherson, Newton, or Hillsboro at Midway Motors. Schedule your service at MidwayMotors.com. Midway Motors, for every mile of life. Water conservation is the most cost-effective and environmentally sound way to reduce our demand for water. The average McPherson resident uses about 146 gallons of water each day. You can reduce your water consumption by taking a few simple steps. Stop water leaks. Even a small faucet leak can waste 20 or more gallons of water a day. Install low-flow devices on your faucets and shower heads. Turning off the water while you brush your teeth can save 3 gallons of water a day. Running only full loads in the washing machine can save 300 to 800 gallons per month. Set automatic sprinklers to run during the coolest part of the day. And remember that watering on windy days can waste up to 300 gallons of water due to evaporation. For other ways to reduce your water bill, contact your Board of Public Utilities Customer Service Office at 620-245-2515. Oh yeah, Stevie Wonder. On the lunchtime sports sandwich, Nathan Sage, Steve Sell, right here on 96.7 KBBE. Hopefully you're enjoying your lunch. I know I got a bottle of water and some cheese with me. I don't know what you had earlier, Steve. But... Uh, I went home and had some lunch. <laughs> Either way, hopefully people out there are enjoying their lunch and a little side of sports. But we do got more sports we need to get to, obviously. We got Chiefs. We got MLB playoffs. We got a lot of things to talk about. First thing I wanted to get to uh, was that big win on Monday. I said, I said it, Steve. I said, don't count Mahomes out in September. Got the win, uh, a big win for them against Baltimore. And then they got to turn right back around and take on the Patriots. Now, obviously, this is not the same Patriots team, but Bill Belichick, he's he's going to be ready, and that defense is pretty good. Yeah. I to get back to Monday real quick. I had it wrong. I really thought Baltimore was going to win that game. They had had the best defense in the NFL through two weeks. Their running game was unbelievable. I, you know, Mahomes was great, but I put a lot of this on the Ravens game plan. They came out pounding the ball. They went right down the field to start the game, got a field goal, and then they tried to make Lamar Jackson into a passer on every down, got away from their bread and butter. Mahomes took advantage. 
the Chiefs were well on their way. Great win for the Chiefs. The thing I took away most, yes, Mahomes was great, but the defense is just getting better and better, it seems like. Every game, Lamar Jackson produced just 10 points uh, offensively for Baltimore. And now you talk about this week, Cam Newton. You know, the schedule maker hasn't done the Chiefs really any favors so far. When you This is their fourth game. The first one was against Houston, which was picked to win their division. The Chargers are the second-best team in the AFC West. And then, you know, you had uh, uh, Baltimore, you know, a, a really, you know, my pick to win the Super Bowl. And this week you have New England. I know Tom Brady isn't there, but they still have that great defense. They still have Bill Belichick. And like you said, a potential letdown game. But I'll tell you, right now, you're crazy to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think that in this game – it's crazy to look at the Patriots this year compared to what they've been, especially on offense. Defense, same Patriot team. Offensive, offensively, they remind me a lot of like the Colin Klein K-State Wildcats back in 2011. It seems like they got the run game going. They control the clock and make plays when they need to make plays. But you mentioned it there. Chiefs defense has definitely improved. We'll, it'll be great to see how that defense does against the new look Patriots. Patriots let's let's remember Tom Brady's last couple years at New England. It wasn't like he was putting up yeah. 400 yards a game. He was more of a game manager. It's kind of what he's doing at Tampa Bay. He's got them off to a two and one start, but Cam Newton offers that dimension that Tom Brady did. And that's being able to run the football. And I think you're going to see the Patriots Run, run, and run some more. Bill Belichick will not get away from running the football like Baltimore did last week. I, I just, I was just gobsmacked how Baltimore just gave up on the run even after they had about 70 yards rushing on the first series. So I think you're going to see New England run the football. But it just seems like when Patrick Mahomes has to make plays, he does. He gets so many different people involved. Uh, Edwards Hilaire had a really good game, uh, both running and catching the ball. Uh, they still, you know, Tyreek Hill caught a touchdown. Hardman caught a touchdown. He spread the wealth. He did great for my fantasy football team. <laughs> Me too. I've got Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, I was a happy guy. So, big game coming up at Arrowhead on Sunday. Yeah, the the cool thing that I thought I saw after the game was. Patrick Mahomes is motivated at, uh, by the ESPN power rankings that had him at four. Um, he kept showing that the entire time. So any motivation you give this guy, he's going to take it and he's going to run with it. So it's great to see that. We'd be doing a disservice if we did not talk about some MLB postseason action. Obviously, we had so many games going on this past week that it's kind of hard to follow. A new playoff system, three-game series to start out this wild card series. I love it. I love it. I'm not that big a fan of it because I feel like once you you can't even really get into a series. I'm not a big fan of I, I I'll say this. I like more teams being in. I just wish it was a five game series instead of a three game series. I understand it's hard to do because of scheduling, but I like the longer series. But they've to got shorter. it set up so the good teams should advance. Yes, and that's what you want. You want the best teams to advance, and the road teams have really done a great job so far in this. My my sleeper picks already been put to sleep. I had the Indians beating the Yankees. That really surprised me. The Yankees scored 22 runs. They just bludgeoned uh, the Indians in two games. I had the Rays beating the Jays in two. No big surprise. Uh, the big layer of the egg was Minnesota. They threw up. <laughs> they threw up all over themselves against Houston. They've lost 18 games in a row in the playoffs. The White Sox and A's. The deciding game today. I had that going three with the Athletics winning. Uh, Atlanta. 
uh, beat Cincinnati yesterday. The Reds are my surprise pick. Uh, I don't know how today's game is going. You were watching it. Was right zero. now it's one nothing. bottom of the first. Atlanta with the lead, and they got runners on first and second with two outs. Okay, so I thought that game was farther along than that because uh, – um, Sorry, it's bottom of the fifth. Bottom of the fifth, yeah. okay. The Marlins beat the Cubs yesterday. They can close the Cubs out today. I think the Cubs win today. My Redbirds beat the Padres in San Diego. Uh, I had the Padres winning that series in three, but I didn't know at the time that San Diego's top two pitchers weren't going to pitch. And then the Dodgers should finish off the Brewers night. They won last night, and I think they'll win the night. So um, next round is best of five, and then, of course, you know it goes to best of seven. So anyway – we got baseball going, and then of course the NBA is going yes. on, and I don't think anyone's really paying attention, to be honest with you, because normally the NBA has the spotlight to itself. You got the NFL going on, which of course everybody loves. You got the baseball playoffs going off, going on. The Lakers destroyed Miami last night. That may be uh, the signal of what's about to come because Miami lost two players to injury last night. Uh, game two is on Friday, but. Anyway, I think that series will be a snoozer. It'll be over in a hurry. You know, Steve, you just got us right into our Nathan's Complaint of the Week. That goes with it. I love, don't get me wrong, I love the amount of sports that are out right now, especially since we didn't have the spring that we all hoped we had. I love the amount of sports we have going on right now. The problem that I have is I feel like it's too much in specifically one day. As in yesterday, you had the NBA Finals Game 1. You had Game 2 of that Yankees-Cleveland game going on. You had all the other games going on. You had eight games in Major League Baseball. And when's the last time you saw the Finals? And Well, you never because of the series. But think about it. You had the NBA Finals starting. You had the New York Yankees in the postseason at the same time on TV. That is, you know, market-wise, that's hard to do L.A. and New York. So it's just... I, I I understand that you're limited on time. I just wish that there'd be more communication between leagues to go, hey, this is what we're doing or planning on doing. How can we do it to kind of share that advertising, share the uh, viewership, if you will. And you know the NBA is playing on Friday, and I don't think they're playing Saturday or Sunday because they want to avoid the NFL. So uh, they're going to play on Friday. Um, NFL's the king, let's face it. Oh, yeah. NFL far and away is the is the America's sport and that's what most fans want to watch. If you have the choice of a football game, basketball game, baseball game, you're going to take football first, you're going to take basketball second, you're going to take baseball third. Except for tonight. Tonight you're going to get more baseball games on because who really cares about the Broncos and the Jets on Thursday night football? Oh, is that, you, that, I didn't even know exactly. It's, yeah. it's the Broncos and Jets, two zero and three teams. Who could care? I know Chiefs fans. Blah. Well, there's a lot of Broncos fans around here. You'd be yeah. surprised, but but the Jets are the worst team in football. Uh, I hope they play the Giants this year because that's the only game either the Jets or Giants would have a chance to win. Those two teams are awful. If you're a sports fan in New York, you just got to be pulling your hair out as far as an NFL team because between the two of them, they're maybe not going to win three games total this year. And with everything going on, we didn't even mention that K-State beat Oklahoma. Right. It's just uh, that shows you how much stuff is going on, a huge upset. The first time K-State has beat a top three team on the road like that. So it just shows you how much sports are going on. It's hard to follow, but luckily you got me and Steve right here on the Lunchtime yep. Sports Sandwich. You got us all the time where we try to keep you up in the loop when it comes to everything going down. But now it's time to get to this day in sports. Not a lot that I really, you know, really stood out to me, but 
some interesting things. 1903 was the first baseball World Series game ever played. Pittsburgh Pirates beat the Boston Americans 7-3. I thought that was interesting. 1919, the infamous Black Sox scandal began. The Black Sox World Series began with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, obviously, that all you think of Shoeless Joe Jackson, Field of Dreams, when you think of that. Eight Men Out is the movie. Oh, yep. Eight Men yep. Out is what I remember. And, of course, uh, Buck Weaver was the star of that movie. It was John Cusack playing Buck Weaver. And they kind of told the story through his eyes, but uh, that set baseball back a few years. And then, of course, the Bambino came along to lift yeah. uh, the spirits of the fans back right up. Right into that Babe Ruth's legendary point. Or I don't know if you've seen the video. I know I've seen it uh, doing baseball history, and it didn't look like more like a point to me. It kind of looked like he was, you know, giving it back to the to the team and kind of yelling at them and pointing where he's going to hit it. Either way, it was a good story. No yeah. Matter. So that legendary point to the outfield in the home run for 19, in 1932 1961 the New York Yankees right fielder Roger Maris becomes the all time home run leader when he passes Babe Ruth's mark of 61 uh, Boston rookie Tracy Stollard in a 1-0 win at Yankee Stadium Roger Maris uh, Mickey Mann also hit 54 home runs that year so a great year by the Yankees in that one 1967 for the NASCAR fans Richard Pen Petty continues his phenomenal NASCAR winning streak by taking the Wilkies 400 at the North, North Wilkes Wilkesboro Speedway, which is now closed down, unprecedented 10th consecutive victory. You see it now in NASCAR. You might see four. You might see five. Kyle Busch, I believe, had five or six recent, like a couple years back. But, you know, 10 is just unheard of. That's why Richard Petty was the king. Yep. They called him the king. And then the thriller in Manila, Muhammad Ali stops Joe Frazier in 14 rounds in the Philippines, wins that heavyweight title. And those guys were never the same after that. They... They literally beat each other, beat each other senseless, and neither fighter was ever the same again because neither one of them wanted to give up. I watched that fight when it happened uh, back in '74 because I was a big boxing fan back in the '70s. That's when boxing was really boxing, and Joe Frazier uh, and, and Muhammad Ali just literally put it all on the line. They were both exhausted after it was over. Muhammad Ali ever said, or even said after that fight. It was the closest thing I ever felt to death in the ring. Birthdays to, of note today, Mark McGuire. We're talking about home run kings. Mark McGuire was born in 1963. Rod Carew was born in this day, 1945. And Roberto Kelly was born in 1964. Some, Just some birthdays of note. But that's all we got time for here on the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. Again, appreciate Steve and appreciate all the listeners tuning in and the sponsors for helping us bring you this show. It's always a fun time. But until next, you on the flippity flip. That's going to do it for this week's version of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. I hope you all enjoyed your lunch with a side of sports courtesy of myself and Steve Sell. Until next week, go Bulldogs. Go Bullpups. Go Wildcats. Go Jayhawks. Go Royals. And go Chiefs.